on the Late Show Library. My guest this week, uh, we call it the Bible around uh, sporting circles and football circles because that's exactly what it is. It's the encyclopedia of AFL footballers. Russell Holmesby is the uh, the author of it along with Jimmy Main. It's in its, uh, well, the 11th edition is on sale around the place, but it's been around since 1992 and Russell's been around longer than that, as I have. Hello, Russ. How are you, mate? Hello, Kev. How are you going? I'm going well. Let's go back to 1992. Uh, how did the How did the Bible come about? Who uh, whose bright idea was it? Well, it was my idea. Um, in those days, uh, well, I wasn't a, a journal as I became later, but I uh, I was a writer and you know wanted to get into it. And um, I uh, I spoke to Jimmy Main, who had written a lot of books, and I, I knew you know vaguely, but not not strongly. Anyway, I said, look, how would you like to? You know, uh, join me in writing a writing an encyclopedia of league footballers, and he said, "What every play?" And I said, "Yeah, that's right." And um, anyway, we started working on it. And it's funny, I came across something only yesterday. I was going through some old papers looking for something, and um, I came across a uh, letter from a mob called Greenhouse Publishing that we had a contract with, and they um, they changed changed hands, and they said, "Oh, we don't really think we'll go ahead with this because." Uh, we don't really think it itself, you know. So uh, uh, eleven editions, eleven editions later, um, and uh, umpteen copies later. Uh, yeah, I think we had the right idea. Yeah. Now, when you got a game that started back in eighteen ninety seven, I mean, uh, did did you did you understand uh, and have a kind of context in your own head of the you know how much work you had in front of you? Well, it really started. I mean, uh, I mean, I've always, even as a kid, I was interested in footy history and whatever. And uh, it started off because way back in about nineteen sixty-eight or sixty-nine, I would have been fourteen or fifteen, and I was writing to guys who were famous historians. A guy named Norm Soden was one, and a guy oh, yeah. named Seth Mullins was another, who's probably the you know the sort of early doyen of uh, historians. And uh, and they were sort of helping me out with stuff. And then Norm uh, was in the library in uh, town, and he saw a display there that had this um, manuscript that was uh, belonged to a guy named R. H. Campbell. He worked for the Argus, and Campbell had kept a, uh, a record of every player who played from 1897 up till when he died in 1942, and he used it at the Argus and, and so on. And we never knew this was in existence. Oh. And uh, Jimmy, uh, oh, sorry, um, Norm told me that, uh, you know, uh, this is this is in there. And I thought, well, you know, so I went in and had a look at the uh, St Kilda things because that's my <laughs> first priority, you know, yeah. as a St Kilda fan. And um, anyway, uh, the, the interesting thing was, and I was only telling a guy the other day that, um, because, uh, like, in those days, photocopies had just sort of come in and, you know, but the guy who had given them to the library was a friend that Campbell had left them to, and uh, he stipulated that anyone who wants all of this material can have it, but they have to handwrite it out. They can't photocopy it. And uh, that was a pretty big exercise. So what happened then, a guy named Graham Atkinson, who you probably would have seen and written the books on the AFL final, the AFL finals, um, Graham and I went in and we sort of split it up half each and uh, went in day after day and hand wrote the whole Jeez. thing. And Norm Soden sort of put it together to find out if it was a Kevin Hillier playing for, for Footscray, whether he was the same one that played for Fitzroy in the next year and all this sort of thing. So, um, But what transpired then was that we, when I did all the St Kilda ones, um, I found that the guy was meant to hold the games record. It was totally wrong. That's and right, um, yeah. I wrote to the league, and uh, they said, well, "What's this? Who are you? And what's this about?" <laughs> and uh, 
and the league ended up adopting those records, and um, that was uh, yeah, and that was the basis. Well, it's not the basis of the league records that they have now, because the league league had very sketchy records up there. The records that you uncovered, you uncovered a whole kind of, um, I guess, a uh, a little rabbit warren of all inconsistencies in the in the recording of uh, games to do with state games and uh, and oh, yeah. how they all count. All that stuff came out at the at the same time, didn't it? Well, that sort of came later. Like the, the stuff went up to nineteen forty two when Campbell died, but. Um, you know, from 1943 onwards, we, uh, you know, and the rec, you know, you could go through Sporting Globes and Heralds that were, you know, printed on the day of the games and they'd have the, the teams and that. So that was pretty easy to put that together in a way. It was a reasonably large exercise, but we could do it. So, um, yeah, but I mean, but then there was, there was a period sort of in, oh, I suppose the 70s and that, and uh, when all the clubs had different ways of acknowledging games, like some would acknowledge night games, you know, pre-season games as part of their overall tally, and some would acknowledge, um, or the league actually acknowledged, they acknowledged the guys playing a a game, uh, a, a league game, uh, if he was uh, playing for the state side, say in West Australia, and so you know his side was playing at the same day, so they'd give him a game, which was a bit, you know, uh, I can see the some of the reasoning for it, but it wasn't quite right. I mean, he didn't actually play for his club that day. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but, uh, they they changed that again. They changed that later on to make it that you know there was only actual games that they played. I mean, well, when that when that first edition came out in nineteen ninety two, were you swamped with people who were just you know oh no this is wrong this or we need to look at this we need to do that because uh, invariably that's what happens. Oh look, we, we we well swamped probably yeah well we had a lot of people and you know um, one thing well, when I was first setting the database up, um, what I did was uh, go through and um, uh, like I did I do all the Carlton players first right and then I'd do all the Collingwood players and then we'd match them up and figure out where they played for different you know same the same guy played for different clubs um but I started getting queries about blokes from Footscray who who and they're all their names were P and I thought hang on what have I done here like you know it was power and prior and all this sort of thing and I looked back on my original records and the list that I had of the Footscray players, you know, it was alphabetical. And I mustn't have turned the page and put this, you know, what was over the page in. There was seven of them that we missed out altogether. Oh. And I, I felt really bad because a guy, an old guy, and I think he would have passed away in the, before the next edition came out, but he, he only lived around the corner and he rang up and he said, Oh, I played, or, you know. <laughs> and I looked him up and he did. And anyway, so. Uh, yeah, but I mean, look, we've had various, and I look, people say, <laughs> I've heard of, I've heard of people having fights in pubs over it, when blokes have said, oh, I played a game, you know, for Hawthorne or whatever, and uh, no, you didn't, and um, and I can tell you this story, I won't tell you the names of the blokes involved, because one's a journo, but anyway, this this guy was sort of mouth, the other guy was mouthing off in the bar and saying, yeah, I played for Hawthorne, you know, and Anyway, and he, he he did play for Hawthorne seconds, and he actually did play in the pre-season games, but not in the real, you know, the main games. Yeah. Anyway, he'd sort of gone a bit far with this, and the, the other bloke looked up the bar, had a copy of the 
to the encyclopedia. He looked it up. He said, no, you didn't. He said, oh, Hashby's wrong. He said, he's wrong. You know? <laughs> uh, and uh, anyway, they ended up having an argument because this other bloke in the journal was a mate of mine and they threw punches. And uh, <laughs> anyway, the next week, uh, he's like the, the journal, he told me about this. Anyway, the next week he turned up there at the, at the pub and the other bloke was there. And he said, look, sorry about that. He said, well, it's sort of gone a bit far and I couldn't back down in front of everybody. <laughs> so they had a punch up about it, you know. Uh, so, um, I mean, look, there's a, for every one player that's played, there's, uh, you know, there's probably uh, 100,000 of the rest of us that would love to have played a game, you know, but uh, just one game, but we haven't. You know, yeah, so, yeah. Absolutely. The Encyclopedia of AFL Football is in its 11th edition now. Uh, I mean, in your wildest dreams, did you at any stage, Russell, think that you would be, you know, pouring out edition after edition after edition? No, um, no, it was, uh, yeah, look, we just sort of took it. We got the we got sponsorship from um, Australia Post and that uh, for the first couple of editions and that really kicked us off and uh, that was when Australia Post, like we just see post offices now, they've got books and CDs, DVDs and everything else in there and that was just when they were starting that off and um, Graham John was in charge, the South Melbourne player, uh, ex-South Melbourne player and uh, AFL commissioner, he was in charge of Australia Post he was a mate of Jimmy's and uh, anyway Jimmy talked him into sponsoring which was a great start for us because we made money before we actually sold a copy but uh, <laughs> those first uh, couple of editions sold the first one sold 19,000 copies which is huge for just purely Australian book and um, yeah so and it's always just been a, a steady seller for us ever since um, yeah I mean we've actually we've sold the digital rights to the AFL but um as yet, they haven't actually got any got around to setting it up. So oh, okay. uh, anyway, but that's look, that's probably the the way of the future with it, um, because obviously you can update it, you know, as games happen and 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 situations happen that you can add to people's biographies. You know? So uh, you know, the digital one will be the way to go. And uh, you know, as to whether we do another print one, I'm not quite sure. But uh, anyway, we'll see what happens. And, and you've added to it as you went along. I mean, the very first one in 1992 is very different to the 11th edition. You've added jumper numbers and birth dates and all those things over the years, just overlaying more information uh, with it, almost with every edition. Yeah, we have, yeah. I mean, the, the jumpers would be one of the biggest, most frequent queries that we got um, in those earlier days. Oh, why, why don't you put the jumper numbers in? You know, uh, everyone's fascinated by that. So, uh, so yeah, so we did that. And, uh, yeah, um, that, was, uh, that was an addition to it. And the heights and weights and the, um, the dates of birth, as you said, there are other additions to it, yeah. Now you're obviously a St Kilda historian, and uh, the, the St Kilda Footy Club is, uh, has been, uh, you know, a love of your life. Um, when you when you're going through and you and you're discovering things about Footscray and you're discovering things about Collingwood and all that sort of stuff, uh, uh, the, the the St Kilda one's still nearest and dearest to your heart. Oh yeah, obviously. But when we've we've got a, um, a, a database on the internet that we've uh, we're the only ones that have got access to it. So if I find something out today about someone, I can put you know, I can put it in straight away. So uh, and that's the way to do it. I mean, obviously you update each edition for the games and goals and that sort of thing. But um, you know, I mean, part of the fun is uh, of doing all this is just tracking things down. I mean, I. Uh, this is not something for the encyclopedia, but it was 1873, so it was before the encyclopedia, but, but uh, before, you know, league footy. Um, but 1873, when St Kilda started, the first goal kicker was a guy named McDonald. And uh, I told uh, Matt Finnis, our CEO, was giving a talk uh, last week as a launch for the AFLW season. And um, 
and I looked through the team, the squad list, and that. You know, I said, "Oh, there's a McDonald in there." I said, "Gee, you know, um, that'd be interesting if you know if the first female goal kicker for St Kilda was a McDonald." And lo and behold, uh, Molly uh-huh. McDonald uh, ran through and kicked the first goal. But the fascinating thing I've been following up this McDonald that. that Kicked the goal back in 1873. He ended up. He was a. He was a 16-year-old. He was a clergyman who, you know, went and served all over the world in in India and and England and whatever. He got a really interesting history, and he was one of the. He came back to Australia to Queensland, and he ended up uh, st- helping to start uh, footy up there. So. Oh, and that's the thr- it's the thrill of the chase, I suppose, yeah. is one of the most interesting things when you sort of follow a thread and unravel it, and it you know, goes more and more. Now, you write encyclopedia, the Encyclopedia of AFL Footballers. Are you an encyclopedia of AFL footballers as well? Do you do you restore a lot of that stuff in your head? <laughs> oh, look, I mean, the, the worst thing is, you know, people will come up to me and they'll say, oh, you'll know the answer to this. <laughs> and I'll go, well, I something I wrote 20 years ago, you know. Um, but... Uh, Oh look! I mean, no one knows at all. I mean, you know, it's uh, it's like anything else. But uh, uh, yeah, but uh, thank goodness we've still got notes and all that sort of thing, you know. So uh, yeah, but um, I mean, I, you know, and, and trivia nights and that you can sort of, uh, you know, people say, "Oh, you'll know the answer to that." And, oh yeah, sure, you know. But uh, <laughs> anyway, I've probably got too much in my head, Kev. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah but, uh, can understand that. Um, you've written other books uh, as well as uh, not just the Encyclopedia of Footballers. I mean, uh, Heroes with Halo. Uh, the, this football century, death of Fitzroy. Uh, so your passion for the game uh, goes past, uh, you know, uh, the the St Kilda Footy Club as well. Yeah, well, I've written ten books. I mean, I've written four on St Kilda, um, but I've written uh, I've written ten books all up. And as you say, you know, this football century that was a, it was a good book. Unfortunately, it got swamped by the AFL thing in, in the hundredth year. You know, yeah. they uh, they had the big glossy thing and that, and uh, then they dropped the. We heard they were going to sell it for. 69 bucks or 79 bucks, which was ridiculous. And then they, we thought, oh, we can, you know, slide in under that at 30. But uh, anyway, they dropped it to about 39 and sold a packet. So, uh, you know, but uh, but it was a good book, actually. And it, uh, yeah, it, was, it was a good book. But uh, yeah, look, I mean, the Fitzroy one we've just done, um, only just finished looking at the final proofs yesterday. And um, that's meant to be out, um, Oh, you know, late next month or early April. Yeah, um, yeah so, uh, and that's interesting. I was commissioned to do that by Jeff Slattery, and um, he approached me and, you know, said it'd be a great thing. Mean, it is, it's, an, it's a fascinating story. I mean, and, you know, you just feel so sorry for him. I mean, we've both barracked for clubs that have been in financial problems at various stages, and so you get a feel, you know, what that, but, but they, the poor buggers lost their club altogether, and that's just terrible, you know. And, uh, I think it's a good book. And the other one I'm working on, um, well, I've been working on it for a while, I haven't had a chance lately because I've been doing the Fitzroy one, but is 1897, the first league, uh, first year of league football, VFL. And, uh, and it's a social sort of thing too about what Melbourne was like then too and what all the suburbs were like and so on. So, uh, that's fascinating. That is just, we've got some great stories in that one. The Fitzroy book um, is. It, it, does it tell the the you know the 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 really gory details of how it all finished? It does. Uh, well, it's Fitzroy the last twenty years. It's called yep. the death of Fitzroy, but it's um, it's the last twenty years of Fitzroy. Uh, and uh, you know, like I mean, I well, I mean, when I was a kid back in the sixties and that, I mean, Fitzroy was terrible. They were bottom of the ladder. They could hardly win a game. That you know. Um, but, you know, from the mid-70s onwards, uh, they started going good. And, I mean, uh, 
Yeah, I think they made the finals 79. It was the first time since, what, 1960. Um, but after that, you know, in those next few years, um, they had good size. And with a bit of luck, they could have perhaps gone gone all the way. They went got to a preliminary final in 86. But uh, 83, they uh, got beaten in a controversial final. And uh, Michael Nettlefold, an excellent Kilda player, actually got a free kick given against him at a crucial stage. You'll probably remember that. So, uh, you know, um, but I mean, it's not, it's not just all about the demise. I mean, obviously, you know, the last part of the 1996 part when everything fell apart and, you know, they got taken over was, you know, that was, we, we go into that in a lot of detail, but it's also, it's also back in those years when they were a bloody good side and they, oh, you know, yeah. you think they had, they had Ruse and Pert and Osborne and Rendell and Conlon and you know, all of those blokes, um, a fantastic side and uh, as I say you know with a bit of luck could have gone all the way and uh, you know they uh, they were fantastic and so over the years well when I was in inside football we talked to a lot of players we did interviews David Rees-Jones and Mel Brown and I um, we you know we'd interview players and um, so we got a lot of stuff out of those interviews that we did all those years ago and you know and, and all those big names like I said you know blokes like Mickey Conlon and uh, and Randell and uh, the Pert Ruse, you know, all of these sort of guys. So, uh, yeah. So, um, but no, look, it's uh, it's, it's going to be a good book, and um, yeah, it's been it's an interesting one to write. And certainly that last year, it's just it's just a maze of stuff you have to sort through because everyone's got a different opinion on things, yeah. um, you know. And people will say one thing, and oh yeah, but I said this, or no, he said that, and you know, so you have to work your way through that. But I think we've told the story pretty well, and. Uh, Colin Hobbs, who was one of the directors at the end there, he was their football director, and he, he said, look, we've done a good job on it, it's, you know, it tells the story well. So that was pretty satisfying to hear that. So, uh, yeah. One question I want to ask you about that. The the sort of side, the the, the full the Footscray side of the um, – of the 1989, to, you know, uh, sort of, uh, I guess, uh, aborted attempt to uh, to amalgamate the two clubs, to merge the two clubs. The the Footscray side of that's been told really well and really vividly. The I don't mm. reckon the Fitzroy side of that's ever been told really quite well. No, well, it hasn't, and it's um, it's sort of it, it's funny because out of that, I mean, like the Bulldogs, you know, we all know the story about you know, or uh, uh, in Chatfield and everyone else and getting yeah. it mobilised and, and so on. Um, and, you know, and Footscray emerged from that strongly. But Fitzroy, um, you know, for them, it was that was going to be the saviour for them. And, uh, yeah, so uh, and, it, and it ended up that um, Fitzroy was sort of viewed in a lot of people's eyes as being the ones who had, you know, done the backdoor thing or tried to do the last-minute thing on, on, uh, on poor old Footscray. Yeah. And Fitzroy, from being everyone's sort of... Uh, you know, second favourite team, they sort of were cast in a different sort of way because, uh, you know, the way the public saw them as a result of that exercise. So, um, yeah, and it, and it really, you know, and, and like when you talk to people who are involved, Leon Wigard, you know, the lead up to it and all of that sort of thing, they they said, oh, you know, like we had, we, we just so... We'll, so happy that the thing was going to be resolved and we were going to emerge strongly with with Footscray merged and but of course they didn't and uh, and that just uh, sort of cut the legs out from underneath everybody because suddenly they're back to square one and they're struggling again. Yeah, 
Talking to Russell Holmesby, the uh, author of, amongst other things, the Encyclopedia of AFL Footballers, and uh, as you mentioned, this new book that's about to come out, The uh, Last 20 Years of Fitzroy, The Death of Fitzroy. Um, uh, a, uh, a, in your own words, a slow ruck rover from the Bentley Seconds, uh, who's, a man, who's a Madsen Kilda supporter. Uh, the, the Saints must try, as, as you know, as the doggies have done to me over the years, the Saints must try your patience at times. Are you, are you hopeful that 2020 is going to be a good year for the, for the mighty Saints? <laughs> well, every, look, everyone around the place is sort of buzzing and saying, oh, look, we did well in the trades, and which we did. I was sorry to see Josh Bruce go to your mob, um, and uh, that was a bit of a blow. Um, Jack Stephen, well, we know Jack's had his issues, and that's a separate sort of uh, story. But, uh, look, certainly the list looks stronger. Uh, and I suppose one of the good things, I was talking to one of the guys the other day, and... Uh, I was saying that you know, and he, he said he said, look, there's there's no um, you know, no great swag of blokes getting over operations or pre-season injuries or anything like that. Now that can all change, of course, but you know, it's a good position to be in, and certainly, um, I think probably the thing was until the last year and watching it was that all you know, we had a lot of injuries, but they all seemed to fall on the back line. I mean, if you look at the back line, we had Geary only played five games, Carlisle only played ten or eleven, and took a while to get going. Um, Robertson didn't play any. Webster played about eight or nine. Um, so there's probably four or five of your your ready set you know backline, yep. um, and they didn't play. And, and we all know how important to have a good, strong, stable defence is these days. So from that point of view, I think it's a good thing. It's shaping up well. Uh, you, you never know. We don't uh, we don't make rash predictions at the Gilda because we're sort of falling on our face. But um, yeah, so I mean, look. Yeah, I think, I mean, you know, a lot of things get said about St Kilda and about the culture in the old days and whatever, but, I mean, to be honest, if the ball bounces a different way for Milne um, yep. in 2010, he kicks a goal. If uh, a couple of the bad misses in 09 when we were the better side in it, we would have beaten Geelong. Um, and, 18, and, and, you know, back to 1997 and that, um, you know, of course, Jarman and, uh, uh, what's his name, Ellen, um, scored Ellen, just... Yeah. Uh, and Ellen just, you know, tore us to pieces. Now, you know, those things, they could have easily gone the other way. You win three premierships in those sort of 15 so years and uh, there's a different perspective, you know. So it's uh, it's really a bit of luck just went the wrong way at the wrong times. That's more of, more than anything else. You must be yeah. hanging out, though, as the, as the St Kilda historian, to be the one who writes it in the book that says, you know, premiers 2020 or 2021 or whatever. You must be hanging out for that. Well, that, that, if I was to do a fifth book, that would probably be it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, I mean, I was lucky in one sense, and I say this to people like uh, Bruce Eva, but he was a great mate of mine, and, you know, and, uh, at least I did see when I was 12, and I was old enough to completely understand what was going on. Um, yeah. Although I remember when the siren went, I thought, well, this couldn't really be happening. Collingwood will protest here. We, we couldn't get away with this. Um, but, um, you know, at least I have seen one back in 66, and I was old enough to understand it. So, uh, yeah, but um, I think, like, saying the other day, like, and, and it's genuine, the blokes who played in that 66 side who are still around, and most of them are, they, you know, they've had their, you know, they, they've had their share, they reckon, and they want they want another one, so they're not just always the ones who are the only premiership side. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, look forward to the uh, the Fitzroy book coming out uh, with uh, great uh, anticipation. Thanks for your time, Russell. Really appreciate it, mate. And uh, the Bible gets uh, gets picked up and used a lot in my household and uh, in uh, in referencing for this program. So uh, appreciate the fact that uh, back in 1992 you got it all done. 
Thanks a lot.